Right. The, the, the most important cost that's involved with doing anything ghost or virtual or dark or whatever terminology you want is it's going to be trust. You have to build a trust factor so that the client, the customer, the end user will order from you. What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at ovationup.com. Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation. I am joined by Jeff Alexander, Batman himself. He is the managing partner at Let Us Entertain You and the president and CEO of Wow Bow, which is now live in over 300 dark kitchens across the U.S. He was named one of the most influential restaurant CEOs and overall just like a super cool guy. We, we actually spoke together at a, at a conference a little while ago and was just like blown away with Jeff and uh, super excited to have you on the podcast, man. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. It's really nice to be here. Appreciate it. I appreciate all that uh, that fanfare you just spread my way. That was nice. Well, dude, you've just you've you're doing a lot. You've done a lot, and uh, yeah, you deserve to get recognized for that. So, first of all, <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit about Wow Bow. For people who aren't familiar, what is Wow Bow? Sure, Wow Bow is a quick serve, fast, casual Asian concept. Let Us Entertain You started WowBow back in 2003. I joined Let Us in 1993 and took over WowBow in 2009. We had three brick and mortar at the time. And under my guidance, we did airports, college campuses, music venues, sports stadiums, grocery stores, food trucks. And we got heavily involved with technology. Back in 2010, we were using self-ordering kiosks, mobile and desktop ordering. We had an app back in 2010. And in 2017, we had a fully auto, we had three fully automated front of the house restaurants where your food came through uh, LCD cubbies to get delivered to you where you had no human interaction. We were in cloud kitchens in 2017 and uh, a private equity firm, Valor Equity Partners, took a majority stake in 2017 to fund our growth. And now here we are in uh, 2021, where in late 2019, we had an idea to do the dark kitchens to have other restaurants sell our product out their back door as a way to grow top line sales, increase bottom line profits. And in the last you know 15 months, we've done over 300 locations. We have a pipeline to hit at least 600 by the end of the year with a goal to hit a thousand. Whoa. How <laughs> bow, bow? There you go. Wow. Wow, that's crazy, man. So uh, I guess one of my first questions is you have run the gamut from complete brick and mortar, full staff to complete outsource, not even out of your kitchen and everything in between. What has been the most, uh, what has been the most challenging vertical uh, to, to open up Wow Bow in? Yeah, you know, it's a great question. And uh, I think at the end of the day, whether it's your own store or your partner with someone to sell your product, everyone has the same issue, which is labor, right? In our brick and mortar stores, you need to have the right people to do your product and the training and keep them and make them happy. Now that we're in this virtual space, you know, we have 50 operators who keep delaying their launches because they can't find people right now. 
you have people who are in the stores for those who are launched who you know need to buy into what's happening you need people to be ambassadors and really take care of your product without being able to touch them every day and educate them the same way you want so the same problem that we have is the same problem everyone has labor at the end of the day is the big issue uh, i would say this the the the, the next one you know, that, that is just as important at the end of the day, it's brand management. You know, how do you convey your message? How do you handle customer interaction? How do you keep customer goodwill and uh, brand awareness at growth, at scale, where you have no storefront? Yeah. And that's something we've worked really hard on. And I think, we, I think we've pretty much cracked the code on it. One of the things we were able to do is successfully partner with both Uber Eats and DoorDash and we're listed on the national carousel of favorites, right? So next to McDonald's, Chipotle, Chick-fil-A, Sweet Green, you know, there's Wow Bow. So it's that's been a real big plug for us to go from a handful of brick and mortar to a nationally recognized brand now. Is that just is it weird sometimes to go to bed at night and to be like, how did this happen? And like, you know, taking it from just a couple of locations to this behemoth like was that is that ever weird for you to see this journey and unfold over the last few years yeah i'll tell you yes and no it's it's more pressure about how do you keep it growing as far as being weird look i'm the face i'm the guy who gets to be on your podcast i'm the one who everyone says wow look what jeff did with wow Bob." it is not me i mean there's a team of people we have supply chain people trainers you know account managers operations people i mean we have a a group of people, we have a task force behind the scenes that ensures the success of every one of our partners and gets them up and running. You know, I'm the guy who has, gets to have all the conversation to get the ball rolling. But once you sign up with us, you get passed on to an account manager who quarterbacks you throughout this whole other process. So it's not, it's definitely, you know, unbelievable. You know, I, you know, I sit at home with my wife and we talk about it. She's like, I can't believe you're opening another store Thursday last week which is the third week of July, in case you're listening to this late, we opened 35 locations in one day. I mean, that's, that's not normal. <laughs> so it's a little weird, but now it's about, you know, we want the, the operators to do more sales. We want to open more units. We need to make sure that, you know, we have the right amount of staff to support. So it's the everyday pressure of running a business to make sure that everybody's set up for success. That's what we need. That's the focus. And that's probably more keeps me up at night. Not like how did this happen? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously at your, you know, at the helm of WowBow, it's nice to look back every now and again, but man, you have so much to look forward to, you know, like there's uh, I always, we always talk about the hills in the past and the mountains up front and relatively when you, you know, I, I remember when we reached our hundred location, hundredth location at Ovation, it was like, oh my gosh, like that's crazy, right? And now here we are 10X that later. And it's like, we've barely scratched the surface, you know? There's so much more. That's, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that's how we look at it too. It was definitely, you know, 50 was a huge milestone. 100, like, oh my God, 150, this is great. You know, we're celebrating 300 plus now and all eyes are on the 1,000 unit. And we'll celebrate milestones till we get there but yeah it's a little wild and crazy to believe that you know this has all happened during the darkest days of the restaurant industry and we've done this in you know a handful of months 
Yeah. We had an idea in November of 2019. We just sort of sat around a table. It's like, what's next for the brand? And we thought about the corner uh, coffee shop, all these two day parts. We thought about the, the ice cream store that, you know, four months out of the year, it's too cold for them to have a lot of business. And how can we help people grow sales? And just sort of this like brainstorming session has now exponentially had hockey stick growth and is on this track to continue to grow at uh, a, an unbelievable pace. It's a so wild if, ride. If I've got three locations and I'm like, man, I want to do something like this. What, what tips would you give me as a restaurateur to, to grow into such a recognizable brand or just to get kind of beyond that, that two, three location cap, you know, once you, once you have those like three locations, it becomes really hard to kind of manage everything. Uh, what, do you, what, what advice would you have for me? Yeah, well, so what we're doing is we have our product in, in distribution across the country. So any restaurant in the country can buy our product for distribution and resell it on the third party, third party apps, right? DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, and so on. So what we've done is we've created an asset light, an asset light model to grow our brand on a national scale. I don't think everybody's set up to do that, right? Because you have recipes, you have training. I mean, our product is simply steamed. All you do is boil water, create fire, you know, create fire, boil water, make steam. Our product is out the door. So for your question about what advice do I have to the next person, you know, a, a brick and mortar company that wants to either create a virtual brand or go virtual, you have to think about the diner a little bit differently. You have to think about it. Your food is going to not be delivered from your kitchen to their table in four and a half minutes. It's going to be delivered in 35 minutes. Is your packaging right? Is your photography right to represent it? You know, how are you going to market to people? How are you going to tell them you exist? Uh, you know, did, did, what's your competitive set? Why are people going to choose you over somebody else? All that goes together. If you're looking for the brick and mortar, the, guy, the person who's at three and they want to go to six, you know, then it's all about locations and finding the right lease and how you're going to hire people. I mean, there's so much involved. I think at the end of the day, the, the best answer to being successful is to have good people surround you, right? I have incredible finance people. I have incredible uh, uh, supply chain people. I have great trainers. I have an incredible business development people. So I have lots of input, great communication, which allows us to set up to help other people. And, you know, you guys have a really interesting model in it. And, and you guys call yourself a dark kitchen, right? That you guys have a lot of these dark kitchens. Now, for someone who's interested in getting into the, the virtual space, you know, people talk about dark kitchens, ghost kitchens, virtual kitchens, cloud kitchens. Can you like break up in, in your mind? What, what are the, what's the difference between these things? Because yeah, it's they're a, all thrown out there and restaurants are like, okay, well, like wh which one's what? <laughs> right. Well, I, I don't think it's in the dictionary yet. So I'll give you my take on what the definitions are. And I think that they're, I think they're on the right track. So we call ourselves a dark kitchen. And our idea is that there's a part of your restaurant that is dark right now. You have, you have space that you're not using. And we can give you a concept to put in that space and turn those lights back on and use un, uh, unrealized space right now uh, to create revenue. That's sort of how we view a dark kitchen, right? A ghost kitchen is similar to a cloud kitchen. Cloud kitchen is actually a company. 
and they run ghost kitchens where they're taking real estate and they are turning it into multiple use kitchens where people can rent space. So they are not brick and mortar. They are not front facing. That makes them ghost. Mm-hmm. Virtual literally does not exist except online. So a ghost kitchen, you know, you could have a wow about brick and mortar and then in another state, which we were in LA back in 2017 inside cloud kitchen selling wow about. So we have brick and mortar and we created a ghost version of it. Virtual would be a brand that does not exist outside of online ordering, meaning you can't go visit them. You can't walk up to them. They are simply somebody created an idea and they put it out there on these third party apps or the delivery services. Again, that's how we look at it. It really comes down to brick and mortar, no brick and mortar, customer able to walk up to you or not able to walk up to you and so on. Got it. Yeah, I think and I think it's important that there's a lot of these different options out there of, you know, for restaurants, different things that they can try. Um, that's both like, you know, fully packaged, ready to go, things like wow bow. And then, you know, then you have people like Sean Walchef down at Cali Barbecue who's doing his his friendly ghost kitchens where it's like, it's a different spot selling the same food, but it's his brand, it's his location, but it's a much smaller spot because all of the stuff is prepared at HQ. It's a hub and spoke model. So anyway, yeah. it, there's a lot of, and that's what's cool nowadays, right, Jeff, is that more than any other time in the history of restaurants, you can try so many things and there are really ways to do it at, at not an exceptional CapEx cost. Right. The, the, the most important cost that's involved with doing anything ghost or virtual or dark or whatever terminology you want is it's going to be trust. You have to build a trust factor so that the client, the customer, the end user will order from you. You know, there's, you, you, there's some type of negativity. Oh, I can't visit this place. What's the food going to be like? Is, you know, where's, who's making it? Is this going to be good to eat? Is it going to be safe to eat? Trust is what is going to carry this, this idea or this new arm of the industry forward and allow it to continue to grow. And look, one person can destroy trust. So yeah. everybody who's entering the space really has to take care to do their best that they can by giving great packaging, serving great food, giving a great experience. And that's the big thing. At the end of the day, we are in the hospitality business. Just because we don't have a store doesn't mean we can't be hospitable. We have got to find ways to still communicate with the guests and make them feel like they have value and a voice and are thanked and so on. Yeah. And, and have that personal connection, right? Like I'm I'm, so hard in this space. Well, and it's, it's so hard. I, I look at other brands who are, who were forced to do this well before restaurants, right? Brands like Warby Parker that started off. I'm wearing Warby Parker glasses right now. But they started off as a virtual only glasses store, yep. right? And so, yes, they have a couple of, of retail locations now. But guess what? When I bought these glasses, I was texting back and forth with Nick over there at Warby Parker. It wasn't a live chat. It wasn't calling and waiting on hold. I was just texting. And when I had a question, yep. I would text them and they would text back. And that's the new kind of that one-on-one, the hand-to-hand combat that we need to adopt in restaurants. Right. Well, to your point, Zappos became famous for this, right? It's online shoe shopping only, which had had like the number one customer service that's out there. The problem with the ghost virtual uh, brands are all of the interaction goes through the third party. 
And we are putting our brand and our communication and our resolutions in the hands of DoorDash, Uber Eats, and Grubhub. And it doesn't always work that way. For us, we're putting our, our, our reputation and our brand in the hands of operators around the country who have other focus, right? They have their own brick and mortar. They have their own brand that they're running. Now they're running our brand out their back door via third party. Brand integrity, brand ambassadorship is, has never been more important because there's so many more people who are representing your brand at this time. Absolutely. I think that is that that's so smart because the as you talked about the trust, right? Yep. You need to be able to measure, build, and maintain that trust with your customers. And that's all based on the expectations that either you put out there or that they read about or see about online or hear about from other people. And so it's just important to, to understand that uh, trust is all about the expectations that are set. Um, that the customer has, regardless of if you set them or not. Right, 100%. So last few questions here. Um, what is the most important aspect of guest experience nowadays? Hands down, in today's world, the most important thing that any entrepreneur or restaurateur can do is they have to be being hospitable. If you go back to whatever, whoever you are, if you run a thousand restaurants or you own one restaurant, Something made your brand, made your location, made you special, which is why the consumer came in to your restaurant and chose you over someone else. We have to get back to that. Owners have to be back on the floor shaking hands. Managers have to be at table visits. We have got to get back to hospitality and trust. With what's with everybody has been so isolated as of late. Everybody has been ordering food off of their phones and wherever it may be that if you are going to go out somewhere, we have labor shortages, we have high commodity pricing, we have so much that is affecting us negatively as restaurateurs that it is so important that we are touching the guests, thanking them, hearing them, their concerns, and really getting that connection back to continue to have them to choose to dine with us over dining with somebody else. Love that, man. Uh, what are some successful things that you've seen or tried lately? You know, I, I think the, the, the thing that I, that I think has been the most exciting in the restaurant industry right now is the whole delivery of alcohol. You know, the fact that all these different states and cities are allowed to make cocktails and find ways to get them to consumers. And I think that's been a lot of fun to see. Uh, uh, it's been great to try them, you know, and, and to be able to change your, 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 you know, what's coming into your house and, and find new things that you're enjoying. So that's been a lot of fun to do. And the whole convenience factor of what we're doing now, the, the, like the go puffs of the world, right? That has always been uh, grocery delivery in 30 minutes. And now they're adding hot food delivery or hot coffee delivery and uh, uh, Dash Mart and what they're doing with grocery. I mean, the convenience factor from dining to grocery to and so on has just been an explosion that, you know, is changing the world that we're living in. Love that. Uh, and who deserves an ovation in the restaurant industry today? Yeah, I think that the, the, the shout out that I would have to give is to the state restaurant associations. Anyone who's listening who's not part of their state association, you're really missing out because in what's going on in the world today, we need collaboration. We need to have a voice. You know, we're all dealing with labor issues, third party fees, alcohol delivery, 
you know, there's so uh, uh, there's so much going on uh, on the Hill right now in DC that can affect our industry, that being part of this community and being knowledgeable of what's going on, having an impact. Uh, a great example is uh, Emily down at, uh, in Texas, uh, runs their Texas Association. I mean, she has done so much for the industry uh, and for the restaurant tours in Texas. It's unbelievable. Uh, and there's so much good that's coming out of it. And right now we need to be a united uh, community more so than ever before. Love that. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us today, for being so awesome, for helping us get some hope that a three location brand could become a national chain, even in today's environment. Today's ovation goes to you. Jeff, how do people find you, follow you? Uh, wowbow.com. And you can also find us on Instagram at, at wowbow, Facebook at wowbow, Twitter at wowbow. We're out there. Find us, talk to us. And uh, it's been great being here, Zach. Really appreciate you and the team. And thanks for doing this. Hey, thanks, Jeff. Glad you're with us today. And thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.